Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Drive boy, dog boy, dirty nub angel boy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. I'm Marcus Speller, and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And the mega, mega white thing, Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Choose life. Friday, and a lot of you are thinking lager, lager, lager. Yeah. <laughs> Especially those of you going back to Romford. <laughs> Marcus is even speaking to the listeners, though. He's looking at us directly when he's saying yeah. that. More Peter. Yeah. Although lagers, you've moved on from lager many years ago. No, I still drink lager. I have a red wine every now and again. Every now and Do again. Mean, every... I'm still Jenny from the block, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Petey from the pool. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hartley pool. Mm. Um, it's, it's FA Cup fourth round time. Yeah. Come around very quickly. It has. Yeah, I'm still, my heart's still healing its savage wounds at the third round's mm. over. So I'm very, I'm very <laughs> pleased that fourth round is back so quick. Huge fan of the FA Cup, as you guys well know. And looking forward to the Friday Night Lights as well. Yeah. Well, and that's where we begin. HG Bissing, Friday Night Lights. The game might as well be playing Odessa, Texas. Well, you, you're, you love Friday Night Football, don't you? But it sounds like it's not going down well with Sky viewers to be in honest, the Premier Pete, League anyway. Not I'm, really, Pete. Uh, not really Luke's concern. I, mean, no, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily care about the overall viewing figures, Pete. No. I would be surprised <laughs> to hear. But I, I, it's our bread and butter, Luke. I've got to the age now where I don't really go out on a Friday night. So yeah. Yeah. football on is yeah, very welcome. You've got, nice to have an not to. you've got a subscriber in me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Derby County versus those Leicester City boys. Um, Steve McLaren and, uh, and and his trusty assistant pal are hoping to plot an upset, mm. Jim. And you can see one on the cards. Well, I, I, you, maybe. I don't know. I actually quite fancy Leicester in this game um, because... <laughs> you should um, do, shouldn't you, really? Well, well absolutely. I know that's, that's <laughs> well, the champions, strange you, thing to you say. You fancy the champions of England. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone, everyone's down on them because they were terrible again against Southampton and they, oh, they really they are not sort of... It looks like they're just not putting the working, isn't it? Graham Soonis was questioning their their work ethic a little while ago, and I was wondering, like, do you think they've bought into their own fairy tale myth a little bit to the point where they're going, oh, there's no way we can win the Premier League again, and they're just sort of almost just allowing it to happen, it was sort of forgetting that they actually, you know, they do still have some control over their own destiny. They it's, don't have to have an absolutely terrible season. Uh, Luke sort of alluded to it. I think it's a tribute season, isn't it? Ranieri's picking up his uh, honorary degree from De Montfort University. Yeah. Mm. Where Pete went, went? Yeah, and did, yeah. did you get a degree from there? I did no graduate. No, okay, because I had outstanding library, library finds. Fine, <laughs> Yeah, 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 I knew there was something funny about yeah. that. Yeah, anyway, hopefully you'll get... <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> 
Hopefully you'll get an honorary one at some point. Could you just pay them now and get your degree, or is it... I think I did a radio show where I rang them up and they rang me back and they said that if I gave 30 quid to children in need, they would say no more about it. So I think technically I can graduate if I fancy it. But you've decided to snub children in need. No, I gave the children in need money. I just need to organise a time where I can throw a mortar ball in the air at all. I gave children in need money. Or any kind of mortar. I just can't prove it. They sort of bribed you with a charity payment. It's very strange. I don't know if that's morally... It's on me self-assessment, so it's tax deductible. It's up yours. Pete always wins. Higher education isn't what it was, is it? It wasn't when I was there, no. You turned off on the first day, just give 30 quid to children in need. That's fine. I did my third year in a zoo, Luke, so... So, I, I go back to something you just said there, Jim, about Graeme Sooners questioning Leicester City's work ethic. I'd imagine Graeme Sooners questions a lot of people's work oh, ethic. Oh, absolutely. Probably his own. <laughs> like, every day, he just goes home and, like, just stares at the, I don't know, the bricks in the wall. But I think, he, I think he's Human. right. I mean, if you look, he is right, If yeah. you look at Leicester, Leicester have got absolutely no intensity. No intensity about their oh, no. defending, particularly. Mm. I mean, against Southampton, their defensively looked really bad. I mean, yeah. they, they, they were... Hapless in their own penalty area. Mm. They got, they got nothing. They got none of the strength or the desire they showed before, and it, and it is, it is to do with that. We talked about it a lot, and I, I, I sort of diverge from Jim on this a little bit. I think it's a difficult, difficult game for them. It's a local derby, of course. It's on TV under the lights. Derby are in good form. That you know, they don't score that many, admittedly, but they scored three against Reading, um, just gone, mm. and they don't concede. They don't concede many. And if you look at the fact that. Is Jamie Vardy in brilliant form? No. None is, of them are. Is, is, is Rio Mara even going to play? Possibly not, because we don't know how fit he's going to be coming back from the African Cup of Nations. Slimani looks like he's got a groin injury. It's got all the elements. I don't mm-hmm. want to get listeners too excited. No. But it's got all the elements of a of, a, of an upset. And Derby have got some good young players as well who will really relish it. And I think I think a couple it's of, a potentially difficult game for them. Yeah, a couple are you, uh, of... Are you calling it a potential you. banana skin? What? Well, uh, it's, it's got all the elements. It has with a couple of... A couple of um, at points, you, you know, you're absolutely right about Leicester. Leicester do like a cup competition, as we've seen in the mm-hmm. Champions League this season. They, they, you know, they have a, they're in the Champions League next next month, I think it is. It comes but, back. But Marcus, what I would say is that yes. Steve Powell did play for the Tulsa Roughnecks, so he's up for the fight. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's quite. Ooh, I like that. Um, so we have him, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and 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 I know Derby have got some good young players. Obviously, Tom Ince being one of them, and so on. But they do have. The man who claims to own over a thousand pairs of trainers, Darren Bent. Up yeah, yeah, and let the record know that Darren Bent scored in every FA Cup game he's played for Derby. And didn't he also this score? Year. No, since he signed for them. Right. Yeah, he scored against West Brom, Hartlepool, Chesterfield, and Reading in the FA Cup every time he's played for Derby. Didn't yeah. he also score a goal with his penis last week yeah, against Reading? Yeah, the goal, the goal he scored against Reading. They played well actually in that game. They, they went a goal down. They battled back, and they mm. were by far the better team. And it was it was a good performance against mm-hmm. another promotion chasing team. But the goal that Bent scored, I mean, Tom Ince's goal was a lovely finish, but oh, the, goal, yeah. the goal Darren Bent scored, he was doing that Darren Bent thing where he's sort of in the right place at the right mm-hmm. time, and the ball was just rocketed across the box, and it hit a part of his anatomy that could have been the penis, <laughs> and, and went in. Put so a trainer on it. Hey? <laughs> put a trainer on it. Yeah. He's got enough of them. He's got yeah, yeah. 10,000 pairs. It goes back pairs. to that hand thing, doesn't it, <laughs> if you put a boot on a stump? <laughs> I've never understood the um, football's obsession with trainers and also um, hats as well. Baseball caps. Uh, yeah, they do. Well, it's not I'll just... indulge any fetish going. I'll it's indulge not, in many myself. Just, it's not just um, uh, baseball caps, though, is it? It was Eden Hazard who was, who was looking a bit Michael Jackson. 
with a, gloves. With a, with a hat. He had a, yeah, white gloves and a, and a hat on, I think. Oh, wow. really? I wow. I think it was Eden Hazard. That interview with Darren Bent, sorry, Marcus, yeah, yeah. Where, where he talks about his obsession with trainers, he's like, actually adorable, like really, mm. really sweet. He's just, just quite nerdy about it. And it's rare that you see footballers like that, isn't it? He <laughs> says, like, some people play golf. I, I do this. It's just what I like. I'm not, I'm not criticising. I just oh, no. merely said that uh, the man claims to own It's, it's a big subculture, isn't it? Like, sneaker, mm. Sneakerheads, aren't they? It's a trainer collection yeah. and stuff. And there's a, it's a whole sort of like underground sort of market of trading them and stuff like that. Bent's been into them for a while. He was also very quick on the Twitter bandwagon as well. But if we're talking about Derby County strikers, well, yeah. we have to talk about the man David Nugent who's gone there. Yeah. He's gone there. And could he mm. be sniffing out a goal against the former club? And I think Ipswich fans beware. We've had a, had a, had a, had a pop at Ipswich or, or mentioned them a few times over the last few weeks. David Nugent and, and Derby go to Ipswich next week, I think. And, and his record against Ipswich is amazing. It is. So if we can start off with a goal against Leicester, Ipswich fans beware. That's, That's right. Awesome. Um, in goal for, for Derby is, of course, Scott Carson. Mm. Yeah. Who's only 31. Mm. I saw that today as well. Mm. I guess we must have read the same interview with him. It's like the anti Wayne Routledge. Wayne Routledge is older than Scott Carson. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is strange. Obviously, the difference is at 31, he's still got a few years left in, yeah. in the old tank. For sure. Um, it, w- it was an interesting interview in, in, in The Guardian that he had. I mean, he said he reckons he's 10 to 20 times better now than when he <laughs> was playing for England, which I'm sure he probably is a better keeper. I mean, it's quite unscientific sort of way of doing it. Yeah, it? I'm not going to take his word completely on that, <laughs> but I'm sure he is better. But he did make an interesting point. He said that when you're, when you're younger, I mean, he sort of said in general anyway, but especially for, for footballers, you're always trying to Im- impress. Uh, especially if someone like Scott Carson didn't have a secure club. He was on Liverpool's books for a while, then he was mm. loaned out here, there, mm. and, and moved around a bit. But yeah, as I say, he's now 31, and he said, I haven't... He said, sometimes you can you can try and... Get involved unnecessarily. You know, if, if I hadn't done anything for 60 minutes, I thought I need to get involved, and that's where mistakes happen. And I think one of you lovely gentlemen said this about Joe Hart. Sometimes he's too keen to get involved and actually just take it easy. Mm. And he said, now if I don't have anything to do for 90 minutes, then I'm happy as long as we're winning. And it is, I thought that was an interesting yeah, point. I agree. It's, play, a nice insight. it's a nice insight. I, th- I think the Joe Hart thing, sometimes I feel like he's getting so, he gets so pumped up that you wonder if that's if that's the sort of the way you want to be approaching the game. Like, mm. someone, if you look at someone maybe mm. like Edwin van der Sar or something, he seems a lot more calm, a lot more. Mm. Focus. Like it's reactionary, go- isn't it? Yeah, re- That's yeah. all a goalkeeper can ever be. Yeah, I think he's so. not making things happen. And, and going back to the derby thing, I mean, mm-hmm. they've already beaten Premier League opposition in this cup. They, they beat West Brom away in the third round. That was so, a great win. Yeah, it was a really good win. So, and, and West Brom, you'd argue, are a better side than Leicester this season. So it mm-hmm. can be done, especially now they're back at home. But um, with Bet365, Bet365, derby are nine to five for this one. So ten pound will return twenty eight pound, including stake. My thinking on it is just that Leicester sort of look almost bedraggled by what's happening to them in the Premier League and just sort of a little bit shell-shocked by it. So I wonder if the old cliche of it being a break from the competition, because as you say, they've mm. been, been going great runs in the Champions League and mm. still clearly have something about them will will be what sees them through. And I just think, you know, under the lights, I don't know, just be a little bit... Maybe I don't know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an occasion, isn't it? It's amazing what a different flood floodlights make to a game. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the only thing that will go in their favour really is the fact that Derby don't score that many. But then yeah. they've come off the back of scoring three. I, I, so. think, I think Leicester might think to themselves, well, we've completed the Premier League, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now we can concentrate on the Champions League. And when they've, maybe if they do win the FA Cup and then they win all the other trophies, then they'll just wind the club up and that's us. Well, they only want to just win one at a time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do them all and then stop. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Right. Could be, I don't know. It'd be an interesting way to run a club. Uh, or a bad way to run a club. <laughs> um, Southampton, they're, they're good at running a football club at the moment. Certainly they're playing yeah. Arsenal at home. But it was all about the midweek win at Anfield, mm. yeah. in which I was attending. Yeah. I was incognito in the Southampton end. Wow. wow. Yeah. Did anyone see you? Nobody think did. They spotted who you support? You are dead to me. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was all just to annoy Luke Moore. Well, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking the only thing that could make the whole Portsmouth situation worse over the last sort of ten years or so. This Bella becomes a Southampton fan. No, it was, no, no. 
right. It's not all about you, Mark. You, you might be surprised to know. Um, is, is that at least Southampton didn't actually really win anything. It, the moment Southampton become a trophy-winning side, that's, go, that's yeah. really the, the worst it can get. Because <laughs> also, it, w- it will cap an era, won't it? Yeah. Like, I think, you know, you won't you will like me saying this, but, like, it, you know, they've... You know, the last four or five years of Southampton has been brilliant. It's been a great period in the club's history. And for them to get a trophy to mark that would, I think, be fitting. But you know, And then we'll drop see. like a stone like Southampton. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like Portsmouth. Uh, yeah. yeah, that would, that think, would be... Do you think they'll go down the Pompey Highway? <laughs> no, I don't. I think, they, I think in Venice, or cheerleaders aside, they deserve to be in the final and, and they were the better team. Over they were superb. Mm. Yeah, and I, I fear for Liverpool at this point. I mean, they, they've gone from, what, second to fourth in the Premier League, whatever they are. They're, mm. they're, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of dissent in the ranks among fans as well. I think they're very impatient. I, I don't think it's realistic to suggest that there's anything to to to, to suggest that, that Klopp is going to move on or whatever. But a lot of fans calling into phones. I know you get the most virulent fans in phones, but a lot of them are calling in. At least a few of them saying, mm-hmm. it, "What's happening here? We, we need we need to actually be making progress." And at the moment, yeah. it doesn't look like we're making progress. Well, we'll come on to Liverpool in a sec because of the, they're playing Wolves. But Southampton were, were, were brilliant against Liverpool. They deserve to be in that yeah. final. Absolutely. Yeah. They 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 stifled Liverpool so much. Obviously, they had the goal advantage, which again well, they shows that. that they yeah, yeah they, they earned it. And of course, some people said that they could have been two up from that first leg. Yeah. But but in that game, absolutely uh, played. Like a unit, you know. Claude yeah. Puel has—he's not got the best relationship with the Southampton fans. Some of them are not too sure about him. Hard acts to follow. Pochettino yeah. and Kuman for crying yeah. out loud. But the way they played, they were so cohesive. Mm. And uh, and Jack Stevens um, at the back for for them, y- young players, not played that much. What a performance coming into that. They, side. they seem to have a good. Re- they seem to have a good relationship with young players coming through. They and, do. And, whenever you, and the thing about them is, whenever you see them interview, they seem like really switched on, yeah. mentally focused well, kids as well. Gareth Bale, yeah, came yeah. Through, through the ranks, so, and, and there's a number Fair of others. Oxlade Chamberlain. That's actually that's very true of all of those players, isn't it? That that mm-hmm. mentality that they have. Absolutely, one, they all yeah. seem very. They all carry themselves very well. I, I, probably my highlight of the game was um, fr- uh, Fraser Forster's amazing save from his that own mistake. Incredible, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Carl Darlow did that actually yeah. didn't he? Newcastle <laughs> at the weekend as well. And but also like I think. Shane Long has got to be one of just the worst players to defend against in the Premier <laughs> League. If he's, in the if he's coming on late, because you know yeah. what you're going to get. He's, he's like the truck from the film Jewel. You know, it yeah. just keeps going, just <laughs> at you, just relentless. He nearly gave away a penalty though. A, lo- mm. a lot of the a lot of the criticism you hear about Shane Long is that he's a bit of a YouTube player. Like he's a little bit sort of yeah. like flash in the mm-hmm. pan here and there, does some one thing. Good. But but the way I don't know, I don't know how, it, how it looked at the game itself, Marcus. But for me, it looked like Liverpool doing that thing again. Where they just don't move the ball quickly enough. Mm-hmm. They, they give Southampton, who yep. you rightly say, like a heat unit time just to adjust yes. and then when Liverpool pushed and pushed and pushed in quite a sort of unrefined way without moving the ball quickly mm-hmm. that's when they got sucker punched on yep. the break and I completely agree for the level of clubs Southampton are at mm-hmm. Shane Long is, is fantastic mm-hmm. at doing that he, yeah. he'll punish you when he yeah. comes off the bench I, I just think about the actual experience of marking him as a defender oh, God, I mean, yeah, you yeah. approach every player in a different way I would imagine but mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's a nightmare he's the type of player it's tricky for a club like Southampton because if they sign players that are really good. They will go to um, sides who have got bigger ambitions. You know, mm. we see this with the likes of someone like Victor Wanyama is a good example. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. th- th- those types of players. of players that have gone to Liverpool. Uh, as well. Of yeah. course, of course, yeah. And 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 don't they let them know that? Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but, uh, but but to get that type of player like. Um, like well, maybe a Tadic, uh, although slightly inconsistent this season. But the type of player who's 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 decent. But probably won't angle too much for a move. Yeah. If you know what I mean by that, so that kind of good player, but not like 
absolutely amazing like, um, real like, balancing act like Gaston Ramirez like Gaston because <laughs> 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 well, if you want to build yourself obviously get the best players in that you can I'm not yeah. suggesting that they should turn down great deals for people but if you want to build a side that will be there for a while you, to have that sort of spine of, no, of you're good right. players you, are right. uh, you know it's the, difficult for someone a like, like a like Stephen them. Davis for example is a great example yeah. of that Southampton because he's, he's, he fits in there he's a good mm-hmm. player he's not going to want to go he's probably not gonna, with respect to him he's not going to attract big clubs right. um, but the, the reason I bring out Gaston Ramirez is because it was absolutely remarkable for me I forgot to bring it up in the Leicester chat is, is that <laughs> Gaston Ramirez I'm pretty sure was like begging Middlesbrough to sign him permanently because mm. he didn't like it at Southampton they sign him permanently I think they sign him permanently in the summer mm. now he wants to go to Leicester yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to Leicester I want to, I want to go to why Leicester want him I, I have no idea yeah. yeah that's right that's the last sort of player they need isn't it? it's, it's a strange one you're sort of inconsistent you're finding it hard to sort of get some, some real momentum going and, and, li- and, and, and fulfil the glories of last season so you sign Gaston Ramirez mm. the man is so inconsistent he doesn't know where he's coming or going <laughs> Another interesting thing is that there's a Chinese company looking at buying Southampton, yeah. which could be an interesting thing for their future. I'm wondering, is that just sort of cut out the Liverpool middleman and just <laughs> sell players straight to China? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like when you're cheating at football managers. Why wait five years? Yeah. 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 Well, at least they get... I mean, they do pretty well, actually, selling on players Southampton um, for, for, yeah. for more than what they're worth. Well, maybe they'll just move the entire club out there. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's... it's well, I can get beyond that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, uh, and then Portsmouth, would, what would be, they'd be the... Second or third best side in the South. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Josh Sims coming on at the end. Little mention for him. Yeah. What a run that was to slip chain long. And he did mm. that thing where he, he was he was running, and then I think it was it Matip who was who was coming back trying to get it ran across him. Mm. Basically, as if to say, oh, if you're going to try and tackle me, you're going to foul me, yeah. or you're going to let me go. That's here. textbook football. It players, really yeah. is. It was fantastic. He's, he's a lovely player. It's a bigger. It's probably a tougher assignment for for, for Southampton this weekend. The cup they play Arsenal, of yeah. course, and they're eleven to four to win with Bet three six five and continue their good cup form. Mm. Uh, Ten pound. Turns thirty-seven pound fifty, including steak. Yeah, found a uh, found a stat that you're going to absolutely love, Pete. Yeah, uh, cheers, dug this out just for you. This is from uh, Orbino on Twitter. Arsenal have played in the FA Cup final in every season where they face Southampton in it. Means nothing. No, <laughs> <it> means <laughs> absolutely nothing. Yeah, that, that means you should be okay. I mean, he says stat. He means coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's another stat for you. Um, Lucas Podolski scored five goals. That was crazy. For Galatasaray, the other the, the other match, former Arsenal man, of course. Behind closed doors, seemingly didn't ask why. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was it was a cup game, so it was probably presumably some sort of punishment. Yeah. Um, but no, Nigel De Jong was sent off for two yellow cards in thirty minutes as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to it say was nice. at one point it's, as well. It's reassuring to hear because it was. he's kept a froth up. Yeah, you haven't you haven't heard from De Jong for. A while, what's he up to? Yeah. Probably getting sent off somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. he is. Excellent. Yeah, well, well, exactly, because it goes nicely with Podolski because you think, what well, a few players that we know have gone out to, to Turkey, you know, which is obviously a decent standard. Uh, Podolski got five goals. Oh, my goodness, is, has everything been turned upside down? Oh, no, yeah, lovely. <laughs> Some things are, are there to uh, remain. Um, the aforementioned Liverpool, they're playing against Wolves in the FA Cup, of course. Does Klopp play a full strength side here? Because this is the type of game where you think Liverpool, they should win, but they'll be a very aware of what Wolves did to Stoke in the previous round, which, mm. was, which was a great win, of course. And, and, and as you alluded to earlier, Luke, and we said we would talk about Liverpool in a sec, well, here's our chance. Mm. Um, they're not in a very good place at the moment. Is this the kind of result you think, OK, let's get a win? Well, let's I get a win to get things going. A good idea, or do you it? need to give players a rest? Well, Wolves, well, regardless of that, I mean, Wolves will be great. I don't think Liverpool have got the biggest, most quality score anyway, really. Mm. And, and, and as we've mentioned before, they've found it hard to get a lot of players available. But um, Wolves will be greatly encouraged by what they've seen from Liverpool recently. They'll think, all we've got to do really here is defend deep, keep it nice and solid, nice and, and coherent, and Liverpool will struggle to break us down. I mean, but barring the fact that 
if Coutinho can work his way up to full fitness and have one of those sort of um, you know really inspirational type games, um, then they might they might emerge easy winners. But I mean, it's, it's difficult to rely on that to happen because that type of player and that yeah. type of um, role he plays is not always going to be there. And and I agreed actually with quite a lot of the stuff that Jamie Carragher said after the game last night. He said, he said mm. you know. Daniel Sturridge, what's he offering now? He doesn't yeah. ha- seem to have this pace. He, he seems to be worried about injuries. And, and so therefore, what is he offering you? Well, he's offering you finishing. And last night, obviously, he didn't finish. So if, if, if he starts with Sturridge again, and we don't even know if Sturridge can play that quickly in, yeah. in, in, in succession, but if he starts with Sturridge again, is he going to finish those chances? I mean, are they even going to make those chances? They probably are because they do tend to make, to make chances, but not the team doesn't seem to be playing with any confidence at the moment. And we said on paper, really, they should be beating Wolves, but they struggled to, to beat Plymouth over, the, over, over a couple of yeah. games. So it's, it's very, very difficult times for them. Very disappointing for the fans as well. They're it's very worth, disappointing, worth yeah. noting, isn't it, though, that the team they put out against Plymouth, was it maybe their youngest ever, I think? It, it was, It was yeah. an incredibly young and inexperienced team, so I guess it's finding a, a halfway house, isn't it? I'd, I'd, I don't know if he'll go like, full, full strength, but at the same time with the league position, maybe they'll be looking at the, uh, looking at the cup thinking, actually, we've got to, we've got to throw everything well, at this while we can. Well, Wolves aren't looking that good in the championship, to be honest. And it's uh, Paul Lambert versus Klopp, both ex-Dortmund, of course. Oh, yeah, good yeah. link. Yeah. Narratives. Yeah. I mean, Narratives. Klopp. He didn't play for Dortmund. No, though, but he's still he's on the stuff. He's, he's still got the still got the P forty five only left. So. The, the, the interesting point. Yeah, the <laughs> interesting. more for Dortmund than you have, mate. <laughs> well, so far you. I was about to say. Yeah, Paul um, Lambert, Mark, is a Dan out of a football match. What have you done? Marcus's star is very much ascending, though. Thank <laughs> you, Luke. One, of the, one of the things I found interesting about a couple of Liverpool fans um, this week talking about Klopp is they're saying that you know. Klopp has, I think, someone said he's been beaten in three finals for Dortmund and two finals for Liverpool, mm. and they were worried about that. And it's right. like, that's, a, that's a nice luxury to have, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I worry about my manager's strengths in European Cup yeah. finals. Oh. At, at, at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Is it, when people say yeah, stuff like first that. Yeah, because that first half uh, with uh, Rafa as his boss went really well, <laughs> yeah. didn't it? Yeah. yeah. When people say stuff like that, they do forget the vast majority of other football clubs yeah, in the land. You do adjust to your own reality. No, no, of course. Of course. Uh, absolutely. Um, well, hopefully, uh, Peter for Liverpool's sake, that there won't be any more strange wins affecting Anfield like there was against Southampton according to Klopp strange what? winds yeah he said that the wind was very strange in the first half you were there oh. was there any strange wind yeah. around oh, not from my end Jim <laughs> um, uh, but uh, unfortunately for, for Wolves their, their goalkeeper Carla Kemi one of the heroes of course against Stoke mm. uh, he's, he's banned from this yeah he one. was sent off against Norwich wasn't he yeah I think he was sent off against Norwich so yeah and that, that's a big plus for Liverpool because oh, he was fantastic mm. against Stoke yeah he was you know so, so we should that, uh, that's the thing Stoke played I think from memory Stoke played almost a full strength side in that game yeah. and Wolves did very well to beat them it's similar to I guess similar to, to Derby beating uh, beating West Brom. Mm. Well, I look forward to the fifth round next weekend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't wait for the yeah. final in a month. It's never ending. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go to a break, Lincoln versus Brighton. Those mm. Lincolns, are, they're in there. Um, Barrow, I did notice this. Barrow beat Lincoln three 0 last weekend, and I thought that's that's quite an odd result because obviously Lincoln, you know, flying. Uh, yeah, very Barrow, but Barrow have done the double over Lincoln this season. Well, they have. Yeah. I mean, Barrow going okay. I think they've. I yeah. think they're currently fifth. You know, but Lincoln get a beat three 0 before they play Brighton in the cup. I thought they've got one eye on that match. Yeah, no one wants to get injured <laughs> cruising <laughs> already. But Lincoln's home record is absolutely fantastic. They lost twice at home all season. Yeah. and and um, but then Brighton are the best defensive record in the championship. Brighton are yeah. defensively very very good. They've got speaking. The championship goalkeepers have got a very strong keeper in David Stockdale, experienced Stockdale. for his age. I, I, th- I yeah. think he's made his mistakes at Fulham, uh, as we know, and, yeah. and he, he struggled on occasion there, but he's been very, very good this he's, season. I mean, the, the penalty yeah. save he made was it last game they played, perhaps? Yeah. Was it Sheffield Wednesday? And then and then saved again immediately mm. after. 
Magne- I think Stockdale's a great keeper. Uh, I really Bright- do. Brighton are a very strong team. I mean, they, they made 11 changes for the MK Dons that, uh, game in the last round, and they dominated that game still. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They've got a real good atmosphere at that club, I think. Everyone seems to want to be involved, and... You know, Anthony Knockhart, I always go on yeah. about, is a fantastic. I mean, he may not play. I mean, Glenn Murray's been amongst the goals as well. They they may not play. I know yep. that, but I, I'm a big fan of both those players, especially Knockhart. Well, isn't uh, Murray suspended in the league, so he probably will play? Oh, right, okay, but that, that that counts for domestic competition anyway. Then, so, right. Um, but but the um the, the thing about Brighton, just what you tapped into there about their defence, so they've got the third best defence in the country. It's mm. only Chelsea and Spurs have conceded fewer than them. Crazy. So I mean, it's going to be a tough ask for Lincoln. But then Lincoln are at home, you know. Since your Bank's a fortress, I just told you they ain't lost twice at home all season. There so we are, you see. They're flying in the in, in the league, and, and they're four to one to win this one. I bet three six five. So ten pound returns fifty pound, including the state. Nice price, indeed. It is more FA Cup chat after this. Hi, I'm Frank Dubov. Are you listening to the Football Ramble? Foot, football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show. Everybody, there's an all-Premier League affair at Crystal Palace. They mm. face Manchester City. Uh, Jim, you spoke about, uh, was it Leicester saying that it was perhaps a nice distraction in the Cup? You could say the same for these two. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, it's just a funny one. Do you think Pep Guardiola's going to rotate? Or again, as we were just saying about Liverpool, at this point, is he looking at this thinking, well, this is a chance for me to actually win something? They could do with a win. Let's go for it. Yeah, they, they really yeah. could do with a win. Well, they had a Manchester. great time in the league, didn't they? At Selhurst Park. Yago Toure. Oh, a great time. Uh, only 2-1, and it was yeah. a goal. A very fortuitous goal in the last few All minutes. All right, mate. I'm, Yago maybe, Toure maybe had a great time. Yago, Yago Toure coming back is perhaps prejudiced that one in my Yago memory. Toure, you said, <laughs> I, Are you his agent? Are you I, Dimitri Selleck? I had a lovely oh, day out. I won't speak to you. I won't speak to any of you. I don't apologise. I don't know. Wilfred Sahar might play. Yeah, okay. Because he's obviously been knocked out of the African Cup of Nations. Ivory Coast, they've gone home. Um, thanks to Harvey Renard. Uh, more on him in a bit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll see uh, if, if he makes that one. That would be um, a plus for them. Um, Christopher Samba's training with with Palace. This at the is moment. a fascinating one, isn't it? Like so, Christopher Samba is going in for um, Van Aanholt and um, well, Pat, also, Big Sam is. yeah, Big Sam and also uh, Villa as well. So it's like properly and Villa. Like, I think greatest hits of Sam Allardyce. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Villa would be a good signing, Absolutely. you would think. Exactly. Is it fair to say that Chris Samba isn't uh, well, quite not, a panacea that not, not Big Sam might hold? <laughs> yeah, true. That, that amazing transfer saga of Chris Samba around QPR when he signed for like <laughs> 400 million and then moved on again. That was absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of Yama Villa, who obviously played at, played at Sunderland for a bit, mm-hmm. um, did you hear that David Moyes quote? I, 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 I completely oh, forgot to put it in on, my, on, the, on the show earlier in the week. It is amazing. You know, David Moyes basically just hates being at Sunderland. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just can't believe his luck that he's there um, he, he, this is a direct quote mm. from David Moyes from last week right, when he was asked about whether he's going to bring players in I'd be kidding you on if I said the players we're hoping to bring in this month are going to make a big difference because first of all we probably couldn't get to that level of player and secondly we probably wouldn't have the finances to do it um, to suggest that a player we might bring in this window would be making a big difference would not be correct <laughs> That's great, isn't it? Well, Moyes has tried positive man. in the past match, yeah. and now he's just gone for just yeah. making everyone sad about the whole situation. I, I might sign someone, I might not, but if I do, don't worry, they're going to be terrible. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. It's strange, isn't Ali it? Ali died 2017. Moyes and obviously Allardyce are basically confining themselves to relegation or a last-minute yeah. scrap down there. Well, speaking of whether Guardiola wants to try and win the cup, Big Sam, they need to win so badly. Yeah. They really do, and yeah. they'll, be, they'll be cursing that draw, well, they getting Man City in, because mm. that's obviously a very, very tough game. They would, be, given what, what the atmosphere can be like at Sellers Park, and we know there's been a lot of talk about it being mismanaged off the pitch and, off, and all that sort of stuff, but if they got a nice plum home draw and found themselves in the fifth round, it could change things around. It's yeah. very, very tough. I mean, they, they really wanted Sutton United at home, didn't yeah. they? When the Man City... 
but maybe that'll bring its own pressure, though. I guess I was just thinking about it. Well, true. Also, as well, to be fair to Sam Allardyce, you know, we are sort of laughing about him kind of um, doing the whole getting the band back together managerial ch- trick that we see so often. But given how you know how poor their form is, if he's going to make signings, they need to hit the ground running straight away. Exactly. It needs to be plazy nose, plazy trust. So you know, it, it does make a lot of sense. And Chris um, Samba. And Chris <laughs> Samba. Yeah. He's just going to reason. stand on the edge of the circle, the little half circle on the edge of the pound here, and just head at everything. Just yeah. eat balls up over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. That's <laughs> Might that be better than what, what's been going on at the moment? For if, them? If, I mean, if, a team, if a team Crystal Palace are playing against, um, with Christopher Samba in the, in the centre back, um, play the ball on the deck, Christopher Samba will get out on his belly and head balls away. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've no idea what sort of form he's in at the moment, but mm. presumably not an awful lot better than he was last time I saw him He's only 32, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's not. He's oh, not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am saying with, big, <laughs> with my big silly hat on. Yeah, well, You're right, Jim, about, about hitting the ground running, because we've talked about Palace's running. I mean, mm. they, they've got a very, very difficult period of games. They last four out, they last seven. Uh, yeah. very You've very always hard. got to save themselves in advance. You've always got really? a question. You've always got to question things when you hear a player is training with a club. Yeah. You think he's either a troublemaker, because no yeah. one's decided, <laughs> um, he's, either, he's a bit not very good, mm. or there's, you know, do you know what I mean? It is, yeah. isn't it? It's like a trial like, almost. Yeah, yeah. that's right, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Would you, if, you're, if, you, if you were a pro player, are you saying that you wouldn't like the press to pick up on the fact that you were training in quotes with a club? No, yeah. I, w- I would, but it's it's kind of like when your contract ends with one club, you would hope to have something else lined up. Yeah. I know you what you mean. There's a he's, reason There's a reason why he hasn't been picked up, I he's suppose. In, he's in between, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are, you, you do sometimes get sort of former greats going back to train for a bit to keep fit, and the managers yeah. think, I'd oh, be good for the younger players to have them around. That is not happening here, is it? <laughs> oh, no. That is not what's going on. <laughs> My favourite thing about this game is that Darren Can has been removed as the referee's assistant when the FA remembered that he used to play for Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. God, why would you go into that job? Yeah. After, yeah. Playing, after playing for a club and then going, I want the amount of abuse that I gave out yeah. all those years ago. <laughs> I, lo- I, think that's, I think that's very thorough from I, the I, FA. Speak- Just as well they, they realise now. Imagine if they realised like two hours before kickoff. Speaking, mm. speaking of that, like obviously the assistant referees get the dog abuse because obviously they're at the side <laughs> of the pitch. I can remember, I, I talked about it a bit in the book, that I vividly remember when I was quite young, there was a couple of guys in the north stand at Fratton Park who used to literally <laughs> run up and down the touchline oh, yeah, with the assistant them. referee, yeah, yeah, yeah. shouting and swearing at them, <laughs> yeah. and then getting even more annoyed when they kept getting decisions wrong, presumably because they're in fear of their lives. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's like, you're not going to help him. I, I don't <laughs> think you're tr- you, you've got his best interest at heart. Yeah? <laughs> uh, well, let's move on to another tie. Oxford United at home to Newcastle United. How about that, eh? Upset! Upset. Oh, I don't know where my Claxon's out, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, get your klaxons out for the. There we go. Upset. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, Oxford manager Michael Appleton. He's an ambitious man. He said that he's glad the match won't be on TV because, according to him, we don't turn up when the cameras are on. <laughs> and Newcastle do. Don't so. tell me about the highlights. I love this whole new <laughs> era. I'd love it if managers were this honest. David Moyes, Michael Appleton. Yeah. More should do it. Mm. Uh, he's he's, he's ex Pompey, isn't he? Yeah, he, well, he managed Portsmouth. Yeah. To be fair to Michael Appleton, he managed Portsmouth. I think it might have been his first job in management, and, and Portsmouth were in the depths of the problems they were in. It was very difficult for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think many. I don't think many people thought he got a fair chance there. But speaking of the, of the upset thing, um, I did a bit of research about Oxford versus Newcastle. Uh, in 1992, 
Um, the last time the two, t- two teams played mm. was in 93. In 1992, Oxford beat Newcastle 4-2 and 5-2. Dished oh. out a couple of batterings. Yeah, nice. We'll have... <laughs> does that make you worried for this time? <laughs> Not yeah, particularly, no. <laughs> and I particularly feel for, um, for, for Bradford City fans because um, Oxford was supposed to play in the EFL Trophy midweek mm. against Bradford. Mm. Bit of a long trip going to Oxford. Game was called off for a frozen pitch 20 minutes before kick Yeah, that is annoying. <laughs> it's like the officials are going, well, kickers at 7.45. It's probably going to get warmer. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's getting warmer, so we'll give it as, as long yeah, as we yeah, can. Yeah. That's right. Twenty minutes. ninety-nine percent of those Bradford City fans would have been in the ground. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. They, they've got to get reimbursed for that. They, they really do. And that's um, Newcastle's best hope, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Michael Abbotton uh, did go on to say, though, he said, uh, "But there's no doubt about it. If we can cause an upset, we'll be a pretty big deal in the media the next day." Oh, well, when, when do you want the coverage or not? Yeah, I know, <laughs> don't yeah. give us the coverage, but if we win, then give us the give coverage. Us it, yeah. If we're three 0 up with ten minutes left, get your cameras down here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the cameras, will, the cameras will the cameras will already be there for the highlight package. So yeah, I don't understand. How does he know what is that a red light? Is that a red light on? <laughs> is that a live transmission? Yeah. You are taking a piss. If is that a mixing desk you got? Is that a live? Is that a live broadcast unit? Yeah, exactly. Get out. Yeah. Michael Abbotton running up and down a touchline. There's no film in that camera. Do not worry. He's <laughs> Facebook live in over there. Take the lead. <laughs> Players on the pitch going, boss. Are there, are there people? Look, are there people watching? <laughs> yeah. There are people in the ground. They can see. I can't do it if you watch me. I can't do it if you watch. I can't go. Can we yeah. play this behind closed doors? What, not with our fans. Yeah. Oh, do we have to? But Oxford are a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Now. I mean, they're, they're really inconsistent. They're tenth in League One. They beat a Championship team in the last round. Oh, Rotherham. Yeah. Rotherham. Championship. Oh, yeah. Newcastle. Let's not. Let's not. I think this is the first time Newcastle got to the fourth round in about five seasons or something so we're in uncharted territory at the moment you've so anything re- could happen you've yeah, already won in, in early <laughs> you've already won in a way it doesn't I matter what so, happens yeah. against Oxford yeah exactly you know, or well, any winners well, anything after the fourth round's a bonus isn't it incremental <laughs> games you've got the Mathiah now there it is there it is um, shall we move on then um, it, it's Millwall versus uh, Watford mm. which or is, not move on hopefully well Jim mm. absolutely uh, after recent news on Millwall's ground a win here would be great for the club that's, that seems to have been sorted out now D- dare I suggest never well, trust um, a London Borough Council <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's not completely over as the old expression but goes. the compulsory purchase order is now not taking place apparently it's a latest and well done for everybody involved in, 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 oh, in, in opposing yeah. that because uh, dearie me anyway we hope that well, they're facing, uh, down the, facing down the barrel of, yeah. of the whole borough of Lewisham not having a professional sports team in it. Yeah. And from what it's been alleged that the um, that the, the, the fund that was looking to take right. over that the purchase had, had 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 announced they had funded from Sport England, which they didn't, mm-hmm. which apparently was, yeah. was never there. Um, so yeah, I mean, fingers crossed, the, the right decision's been made. But sp- going back to the football, yeah. Millwall. I mean, I don't know if you guys got a chance to revisit that game against Bournemouth. Mm. Uh, I know Eddie Howe made a lot of changes for that game, but Millwall were, were brilliant. Yeah. They missed an open goal in the first five or ten minutes. They still won three. Yeah, well, they, well, mm. we're going to miss this chance. We don't even need it. They dominated the game. They, mm. they genuinely did dominate the game. Well, this is this is a tough one for Watford. I mean, especially after uh, what's happened with the club and, and the recent news, you would imagine that there hopefully will be a great, um, good, you know, a very positive atmosphere mm. around the ground. And uh, as you say, boyhood from the fact that they'd knocked out Bournemouth quite handsomely in the previous round, and Watford are not in great shakes. Um, I, I I think the old. Upset Claxon should be sounded any second. Yeah, I now. think of all the ties, mm. um, this is the most likely one. Although now I've said less. <laughs> oh, than no, it's not big yellow one. taxi. That's wrong. <laughs> it's only ever Joni Mitchell's big yellow taxi or Biffy uh, Clyro. Yeah, who's bloody fault <laughs> is that? Who's bloody fault is the farmer then? I mean, you are a Shot professional stack. radio DJ, mate. So surely, if anyone can, well, sort I've got this a out, limited button box. This is for my. This is the sh- one I use for my <laughs> evening <laughs> show. I've got a limited button box. <laughs> but, my, but my boxes are full I of wires you, at home. I don't, I don't put that on your Tinder profile. I have a very limited. 
button you call box. your desk your button box? Jesus. Millwall are 250 to 1 with Bet365 to win the FA Cup this season. So £10 on that. It's just over two and a half grand back. Mm. Of course, you fancy them to go one extra here. I think they, I think they might do, you well, know. Look, uh, let me remind the listeners I've said this before, and I'll say it again, damn it all. Um, it, the only time I've ever entered a bookies and put a bet on was when Millwall were in the FA Cup final. Okay. It was against Manchester United. Yeah, they were beating 3-0, weren't they? 2004 or 5? I think 4. Ronaldo yeah. scoring that game? He did score. He opened yeah. the scoring. Yeah, yeah but it was 3-0. I'd put 50 three-nil. quid on uh, Lee Clark to be the uh, Birmingham boss, but it never happened. <laughs> High fives. How long did that last time? <laughs> Luke's predictions are better. <laughs> why, why that particular bet? <laughs> I don't know. I think I got just a bit excited about Lee Clark being back in management. <laughs> <laughs> Quit. I've got Plus to put it somewhere. Also, <laughs> the, bet, the bet of the week dynamic here is, right, none of you lot do it, so I do it. I then get pelters when they're wrong, to the point where I'm now to get listeners involved to help right. me. Right, who needs cutting down to size? Is it me, is it Marcus, is it Jim, or is it you? It's you. Yeah, maybe. As the lottery hand used to say. I, I, I really want to spare, spare a thought for the, the, the delightfully named uh, Fred Onyadimna, yeah, who was fantastic for me all against Bournemouth mm-hmm. uh, in, in that last round. Yeah, he got an amazy run mm. um, to set up, I think, the second goal. Or, or, no, maybe not the second goal, maybe just set up a chance that wasn't taken. If he can get right amongst it and get at Watford. Mm. But Watford has signed Maro Zarate, who might oh, go straight into the team. Fascinating. Actually. And the as well. The guy never yeah. stops moving. Zarate seems to move a couple of times in each window. It's yeah. absolutely <laughs> amazing. <laughs> looking into this, his older brother is his agent right. and used to be a footballer as well, but he's like 47 now. So he's clearly <laughs> gone, I missed out on the big money. I'm having a slice of yours. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> moving. He's got <laughs> shares in Airbnb. Maro, do you know what the word <laughs> vicarious means? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Excellent. <laughs> Would you like to go to Watford? There we go. <laughs> no, you're going. Is, is that Niang's uh, signing actually gone through? Well, a loan signing, I believe okay, right. that's gone through, yeah. Which is Z- interesting. Z- 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 well, we know about Zerato. I mean, he's very inconsistent, but on his day, he can he can unlock doors, he can mm. he can he can mm-hmm. do something. So do all sorts of odd jobs that, that would help Peter. Yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a danger. But Watford haven't won. Um, they haven't won. At, have they won since they beat Everton? And that was at the beginning of the December. I don't think they have. So they're in terrible form draws, as well. Yeah. yeah, they're in terrible form as well. So they made changes for that win against Burton last time around because I think a couple of their players were ill in the warm-up or, or certainly just before the game. And it, it was pretty, still a pretty strong team. So Watford might actually play quite a strong team. But as you said, I, I agree with you, Mark. The, the atmosphere will be fantastic. I think it's on TV as well. So well, that, that, that can have an adverse effect as we, well, as we... Don't tell Michael Appleton, <laughs> but it's on TV as well. <laughs> um, but, uh, and we, we end uh, the, the, sort of the main part of the show, if you like, uh, with Sutton United against Leeds. Sutton United against Leeds. Leeds won't fancy this one and all the other kind of cliches. Um, but Leeds did get, did get a good win midweek, of course, up to, to third against against poor old Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Oh, not Nottingham Forest are in a terrible state. Poor old Forest, yeah, hey. in a terrible state. Talking about um, not, not very nice things happening at football clubs, that's uh, that. But we're not talking about Forest, we're talking about Sutton but United S- versus S- Leeds. Sutton drew against Eastleigh, club fairly local to where I'm from in, great in, point. in the last game. Yeah, good point for them. They're, yeah. they're, they're sort of mid-table, I think Eastleigh are the same. So mm-hmm. um, It took them 75 minutes, Sutton, to break down uh, AFC Wimbledon, who, who were down to 10 men, of course. But when, when they did break them down, they, they filled their boots. They, they, yeah. they scored like three. A couple of late ones as well. Yeah. Well, um, you've only got to get through. Oh, quite. Do you know That's what, I mean? what you need to do. And, and they're so on TV as well. At, don't sneer at them, Jim. It's I'm not <laughs> sneering at them. I think it's nice to see Leeds sort of kind of getting back to where they were because it was, it was 2004 they were relegated from the Premier League. So mm. there'll be players that, you know, play in that team who perhaps, however much it's told to them, aren't aware of what mm. a big team Leeds were. So if I was mm. in Gary Monk's position, I'd be trying to impress that on them. And, and a cup run, you know, will, will be a good thing for them because, you know, however many games you have, if you're winning them, it, you know, you're happy to have them, you know. Um, what, what advice, guys? Take your football boots off outside so little rubber balls don't get in the house. So. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, because it's but a it's busted pitch. Oh, I yeah. just want to pick up on what Jim said by saying I'd very, very much like to see Brighton and Leeds promoted automatically this season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both, both teams to score. Nice, nice to see Newcastle at Wembley. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. jokes on you, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth makes you think that they just get straight this, to the playoff This, this is Pete in a nutshell, right? Yeah. And, 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 and well, sunny side up Donaldson. Yeah, keen eared listeners will have picked up over the years that Donaldson will turn a pe- any sort of situation into a pessimistic one. Yep. I say I'd like to see Newcastle not go up automatically. Right. He's already saying, I prefer to see him at Wembley anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? That's good. That's me looking on the bright side. I prefer them to get to a final in which they would almost definitely lose. (laughs) To to Yaps Chaps. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. He can't process good things happening in isolation. He he thinks if he takes something out of the the good pool of of, of events, he automatically gets to give like five back. So he doesn't want to know. I don't want to be part of it. I I just stay out of it. The last couple of weeks of the world, Dad, I'm just like, everything will be fine in the end, I think. Everything's going my way. I'd say it's brought the best out of you. Yeah, I think so. Let me just remind you a week ago when, and, or whatever it was, when Andy Carroll scored that amazing scissor kick. Your first comment, yeah. he had a lot of time to do that. <laughs> he, he did have a lot of time. More. He did have a lot of time to do that. It's true. <laughs> Doubling down. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Doubling down in play. But let me, let me finish, this, is, let, let me finish oh. this point because I want to say that both teams have scored. I fancy something to get a goal here. I yeah, I do. I do. And um, both teams have scored four to five at Bet365 mm-hmm. so in this one. So £10 will return £18. Yeah. I, and of course, I always. Said, well, I just wanted to finish by saying I always um, think there's an upset to be had in in the probably the third, fourth, and possibly the fifth round of the FA Cups. Almost every season, mm-hmm. you just got to pick it. I, I think it might be Millwall, but you know, you never know with Sutton and with Lincoln. These things can happen. I, I think Sutton it, might score early. I think Leeds might win two one. There's my if, little pre- predict. If, if Sutton did go through, Pete would say, "Well, I don't know why they're celebrating. They've still got another round to play. They don't yeah. get the cup just yet." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> think of their knees on that three G yeah. pitch. If, if, if Pete was playing for Sutton and they beat um, and they beat Leeds. <laughs> The first post, imagine, oh, imagine the what ca- a fantasy! Imagine the cameraman coming on. First thing, oh, I'll probably get battered in the next round. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that usually yeah. what footballers are like, though? Yeah. They interviewed the WWE um, British champion this uh, last week when he won the whole thing, What's right? What's got to do with anything? Well, my point is, usually wrestlers come off and they're like, "I smashed him," I, I, you know, I'm the, yeah. I'm the champion. This is brilliant, but yeah. he had this very hangdog kind of football. Uh-huh. Well, it's just nice to be in the ring. Nice to be. He's rubbish. He's rubbish. Like I say, I smashed them. I'm the champion. This is. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> I smash them, I'm the champion, this is brilliant. Yeah. I'm and can you smell what I'm cooking? Again, that's don't, what, don't put it on your Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally word for word Trump's speech, and you know it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't need just. <laughs> that, that was Trump's briefing to the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right, let's move on um, to uh, to what you, the listeners, are looking forward to um, ahead of the weekend with Luke Moore. Yeah, okay, we're doing that next, are we? Yeah. 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 Change to the uh, scheduled uh, uh, running order. That's okay. It's I'm not actually, it's on the running order, look. I'm, f- mm. I'm, I'm using my own running order. <laughs> 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 my running order. internal running order. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I've got here now, um, mm-hmm. we're, we're finished. No, <laughs> right. um, looking ahead to the weekend, yeah. Um, my highlight this week, though, just before we move on to that, is absolutely... Marcus Marcus being given the brief on Twitter getting the password logging in and using it as an excuse to annoy Hibs fans all afternoon <laughs> was he? Uh, oh, is he? all afternoon what have you got to say for yourself? I, I say that uh, I can't remember what happened last year in the cup 
And, uh, but I can remember what happened all those years ago with Wayne Foster. <laughs> Basically, all, that's what you put on Twitter. <laughs> all, essentially, all you've got to say is up the jambos, isn't it? That's yeah. all you've got to say. Oh, what's wrong with that? What I would say to Hibs fans is absolutely fine for you to pile it on Marcus. He has got a personal account as well. I, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Spread, spread, the, 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 spread it in half. Yeah. Give, spread give it half in the, half. Spread again. it in half. Again, not spread for your tender. Spread it. I've got to go on the radio later on. <laughs> if if Hibs want to have a go at Football Ramble or at Pete Donaldson, um, that's where you can get me. For, for things we're looking forward to the weekend, yeah. can I just hear more from Pete, please? <laughs> <laughs> Spread it in half. Um, what have we got here? Evan Kenny. This is a, this is a semi-serious point. He says, um, I'm not looking forward to something per se, but I think Man United deserve a shout for implementing proper facilities for the disabled at the cost of mm. 3,000 seats. In the middle of the Stretford end, too, a great step for one of the world's biggest clubs. Now, I know, Pete, you've had a bit of a bee in your bonnet about this. Mm. Um, I think it's 2,600 seats, actually, um, that they're sacrificing to, to get a... a, a sort of ample uh, right. disabled uh, access for, for disabled fans which is great nice to see Pete you've probably got something to say on that more of the well, same I, wrote, I wrote a piece in the uh, book about how poor disabled facilities are in uh, the Premier League certainly especially because there's so mm. much money in, in, in the clubs mm. and some of them some of the smaller clubs are better than the, I think Bournemouth's one of the better um, facilitised right. facilitised mm-hmm. um, hopefully uh, we'll see stadiums. more of it then so, yeah. hopefully we'll see more hopefully of it, it uh, well uh, Ben Fraser's got back in touch remember the QPR fan he said having bragged about making plans for this weekend as QPR would be knocked out they were um, <laughs> I've had to replan again as QPR now have a league game this weekend. So with my wife away and me stuck firmly on childcare, my highlight is having successfully convinced my mum to look after my seven-month-old, some quality grandparent time, and I will now be taking my three-and-a-half-year-old to his second QPR game. Oh. Hopefully this will be better than the last one. We got beat by Aston Villa. Otherwise, he might need to find a new team to support or somewhere else to live. <laughs> um, ben, you are a sucker for punishment, but QPR are unbeaten in four in the league now, so maybe it'll be okay. Maybe. Leighton Price, I love this one. I picked this one out just simple to the point. Leighton Price... On Facebook, I asked him what he's looking forward to this weekend. Spurs winning, this podcast, and lots of beer. Yeah. Similar to you, Pete. I don't look forward to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Marcus, chastise him later. I will. Uh, Lee Smethurst, I'm looking forward to Big Sam playing the tea lady, the cleaners, and the coach driver in a desperate attempt to depart the cup as quickly as possible to concentrate (laughs) on league survival. (laughs) Could happen. Chris Samba, maybe. Um, and David Moore, uh, David Boyle says, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to a weekend free of Davy Moyes' upbeat chat. I think yeah, that's referring yeah, yeah. to, to uh, the thing we mentioned earlier. So, well, yeah, you... thanks to everyone for getting in touch with that. There we are. I'm looking forward to uh, the African Cup of Nations this weekend, of course. Harvey Renard's Moroccan men against Egypt. They he, were they what, were fantastic. They knocked out Ivory Coast effectively. Marcus, this was your um, this is your specialist subject. Would this be three uh, African oh, Cup of yeah. Nations for however in a row? Zambia. Uh, oh, hang on, it's not in, in a, a row, row, is it? It's two out of three, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It was Zamb- out, Zambia he? in uh, when they when Gabon and Equatorial Guinea hosted. That was it. an amazing achievement with Zambia. Yeah, that, uh, that was just different class. Yeah, especially mm. the whole uh, if if you remember the whole uh, history behind it with the Zambian air players and the yeah, air crash mm, and all yeah. the rest of it. In, in that particular country, it was, it was absolutely phenomenal. He won the cup with Ivory Coast. Yeah, the side who couldn't do it with. All those great players, yeah. get the big man in, yeah. And, and, uh, then, and, now he's, and when you lose him, he'd knock you out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have offered him a better deal, shouldn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe he left of his own accord. Um, uh, and then in charge of Morocco, now they played Ivory Coast. What a goal it was! It was nil at half time, and apparently, Big Harvey went in and, and said to them, Don't be scared, hmm. do not be scared. And that was the, that was the kind of message they went out 1 1 0. They're playing um, Egypt. Who, uh, who who are in not bad shakes. I mean, of course, they're through. And we've got um, Dr. Congo versus, versus Ghana, Senegal versus Cameroon, and Burkina Faso versus Tunisia. I've made a prediction here, gentlemen, Go then. of what I think is going to happen. I think the semi-final lineup will be Burkina Faso versus Morocco yeah. and Senegal versus Ghana. I th- I th- I, again, I'll just repeat what I said before. I think Senegal will be the standout team for me. I yeah. think they'll take mm. some beating, I do. Also, I think um, there's a big chance Asamoah Jan will miss that game mm-hmm. as well. I think he picked up a knock. 
Um, so that's a big loss for them. Stand by my prediction, Jim. Anyway, do you want the bet of the week? Love it. The bet 365 bet of the week comes this week from listener Joe Flaherty, and he's emailed in saying, here goes nothing. As I want a massive high following Southampton's progress to the League Cup final, my bet of the week is for the cup set train to keep on rolling. (laughs) I want Millwall to beat Watford on Sunday, and there to be three or more goals in the game. Buoyed by the excellent news that the compulsory purchase order over land around the new den is hopefully about to be thrown out, and with Watford A, not on great form, B, with one eye on the game against Arsenal on Tuesday, I predict a much-changed Hornets side, and something tells me Millwall might do the business here. They put out Bournemouth in the last round, and their home record is very good. Joe just chiming in with a lot of stuff we've been saying. So, Millwall to win an over two and a half goals is currently 15-4 to four with Bet365, and is our bet of the week. £50 returns £237.50, including stake, uh, and you must be over the age of 18 to gamble, and please gamble responsibly. For more information, uh, do go to gamblerware.co.uk. Um, we're getting listeners involved in these bet of the weeks. It might be nice to have a little honours roll, or honours ball or something yeah, for people who get so. it right we're, not, we're 0-1 at the moment Liam Robertson last time around obviously failed in his good luck to you Joe and good luck to us and good luck to Prostate Cancer UK but especially good luck to Millwall absolutely absolutely any more for any more I've got nothing more I think actually we're done. one thing I am looking forward to is seeing what sort of reception I talk Aranka gets at the weekend yeah. you heard Ooh. what he said today no, no, has he doubled down he's doubled down trebled down he's done the big doubles <laughs> honestly he, he said basically um a few years ago they had 12,000 fans now there are 18,000 more who don't get the way he plays wow yeah and he's also said that um, fans leaving early isn't good for isn't good for players who are trying their best so well, he's, he's he effectively said I'm, I'm not going to apologise for defending my players blah 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 it's like oh hello well, did, he, he walked out back end of the last pro- championship right. season yeah, didn't he I remember that, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was certainly a bit of a set two behind the scenes with yeah. the chairman stuff I, I do agree with I do agree with some of what he says I think it's really important for a team like Middlesbrough who are struggling in the, in the, in the Premier League to build a bit of a, mm. an atmosphere but he is I mean, I've never really got the leaving early type thing. No, uh, I especially because more often than not, Middlesbrough aren't going to be winning games by goals, or they might mm. be losing by a few. Then it's a mm. bit different. But they, they need that support. He's right in some of the stuff he says, but overall, fans get a bit of a raw deal. Again, though, so. no, it's in this new spirit of honesty that's come from somewhere. Yeah, I know. Love it's it. great. Appleton, Karanka. Who was the other one? Moyes. Uh, yeah, this is great. More of that. Got Big Sam as well. Big Sam as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I talk Karanki more like. Yeah, Karanki. Yeah. Mm. See what done there, Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. We're out, Jim. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Luke, say goodbye. Goodbye. Peter, say goodbye. See you later. And I'll say goodbye. <laughs>